Hello, welcome back to the What If Podcast by Shamaria. Today we want to talk about restoration, getting that joy back, getting that peace back, and getting everything that God has for you. Hello, how are y'all doing? How are you feeling? What's happening? What's going on? Y'all, please let me know what's happening in your world. Y'all already know. I want to know. Listen, business of the week that I'm shouting out is Elise Blinks. Okay, this is Anaya, Anaya's business, Anaya Wright. Um, you can follow the business on Instagram at Elise Blinks. It is A L Y S E Blinks B L I N K S. She does lashes, y'all. I be looking at them pictures and I be like, them lashes be popping. Sis know what she doing. And on top of that, the prices are very reasonable. I was just looking on the website where you go book and the prices are extremely reasonable for lashes so ladies it's getting hot outside y'all finna be going on these little vacations you finna be going to the beach and you gonna want your blink blink on point so make sure you go follow elise blinks a-l-y-s-e-b-l-i-n-k-s by anaya right and let my sis hook you up and that's just that on that period okay song of the week song that i have been listening to is i've been restored by jacaylin Carr. it just speaks volumes to me personally um y'all know i always try to get y'all some lyrics to the songs i'm not gonna sing it because my singing be rough but um how the song go just when you thought it was over your purpose was rediscovered you've been restored and then it says i've been restored so it's a good song powerful song i've been restored or is it you've been restored is you've been restored by jacaylin carr so go check that out um it actually leads us into our topic for today which is you've been restored yes it was inspired from that song but it also has been inspired from my own life experiences um, the first scripture that I want to talk about today is Joel twenty, Joel 2 and 25. It says, So I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent to you. First point I want to make is that you can be restored. Have you ever just been like, wow, the devil really sat up there and took my peace, or the devil really sat up there and stole my joy? Or devil really came in here and tried to steal whatever he took from you. We know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And oftentimes, the enemy takes things from us and we don't even notice that it's happening. Whatever it is that you may feel like you're lacking, whether that's joy, peace, love, trust, meekness, kindness, temperance. Whatever it is that you feel like you have lost. God can restore it back to you. And he wants to restore it back to you. He's going to restore it back to you. So I don't ever think, well, once upon a time, I had so much peace. Or once upon a time, I had so much joy. I don't know if I'll ever be able to be in that place again. So let's start saying we will. 
let's start saying we have it. Um, We know that the word says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. We talked about this last week. So let's start declaring those things over our lives. Let's start saying, I have joy. I have peace. I am whole. I have love. I receive love. Let's start saying those things. And I'm not like saying anything that I haven't had to do myself. Like I have to actively wake up in the morning and first thing I have to do is start speaking those things over me. Lord, I receive your love. Lord, I receive your daily bread. Lord, I thank you. I glorify you. I receive joy. Joy is my story. Joy is my portion. You have to start counteracting those things that you may have spoken over yourself or that the enemy spoke over you or that other people spoke over you. And this is a revelation that I had to have myself. Someone had to come and tell me, hey, you have to counteract those things that you spoke over yourself or that other people spoke over you. So start saying those things over yourself, those good things, the things that you want to see in the earth, start speaking them over yourself. Um, I never want us to underestimate the power of faith. Faith is what moves God. Um, If you have faith, God is pleased. Um, the scripture says without faith, it is without faith, it is impossible to please him. So we want to make sure that we're actually believing what we're saying. Um, one of the scriptures in Matthew 17 and 20, it says, so Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for I verily say unto you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. You only have to have the faith of a mustard seed. And I'm pretty sure we all have heard that before and we know how small a mustard seed is. If you don't know how small a mustard seed is, look it up. You're going to be like, wow, a mustard seed is so tiny. That is the amount of faith that you have to have to make things move. The word says you will speak to this mountain and it will move from there. Just off of the faith of a mustard seed. I know sometimes we feel like, right, you know, you might be saying like, Right now, I just, you know, I'm in a place to where it's kind of hard for me to have faith. Grab up whatever faith you have, no matter how small, no matter how little. Grab that faith up and start speaking with that. You may not even fully believe it in your mind, but if you believe it the size of a mustard seed, if there's any inch in you that believe that this may be possible, take that and start speaking with that. And God will show you. He will start to move mountains on your behalf. Walls will come crashing down. Miracles will start to break out if you just use whatever you have in you. It doesn't have to be this grand faith. It doesn't have to be like, oh my goodness, I'm just, I'm on fire today. I just, I really feel it today it don't even have to be that it can just be a little bit take your little bit to God and watch him multiply it he's the God of multiplication so take whatever you have to God and start believing with that um this past weekend my friend Jay had a um a prayer call it was a healing prayer call and God really came and sat down with us and healing took place some healing even took place for me Um, But it was so much faith in there. It was so much faith in there. People were saying, I don't have pain anymore. People came on a call with pain. They didn't have pain anymore. And um, one of our mentors, she was talking about the woman with the issue of blood. 
And how that woman had that issue for 12 years. Can you imagine bleeding for 12 years um, to the women being on your cycle for 12 years straight? We can only imagine how this woman looked pale, just sickly, barely walking. But she still came. The word says she came in the press behind. And she said, if I could only just touch the hem of his garment, sometime it's going to be a press. Sometimes you may not have it in you. Sometimes you may not feel like it. Sometimes it is going to be a press. But in that press, it's something about the press that moves God. It's something about the press that makes him say, who was that who touched me? It's something about that faith in that low place. It's something about the faith in the valley that moves God to say, who is that who touched me? Who is that who reached out to me? The word says he felt virtue come from him. He felt power come from him him that healing came from that place of the press behind sometimes you may have to press from a low place sometimes you may have to press with all that you have left sometimes it's that you've been going through it for 12 years we have to realize that some things, some people have been going through for years. It hasn't been two months. It hasn't been six months, but it's been six years. You've been going through the same thing, perpetual disappointment after disappointment, and it seems like nothing is changing. But God says, if you could just press, if you could just press for your miracle, If you could just press for your breakthrough, if you could just press into my presence. Let's not underestimate the power of pressing into his presence. Pressing to read your word. You may not feel like it, but you're pressing for it. Pressing to worship God. You may not feel like it, but you're pressing to worship him. You need a blessing from him. Sometimes you got to get in there and say, Lord, I won't let go until you change me. I'm not going to leave your presence until you change me. No matter how long, long it takes, if it takes five hours, if it takes five days, if it takes five months, I'm going to wake up. And I'm going to say every day, Lord, I'm believing you for healing. I'm believing you for change. I'm going to press today, whatever my press may look like. That day, your press may look like mustard seed faith. The next day, your press may look like a mountain of faith because God hears you. He's concerned about what concerns you. The word says that he will perfect that concerning you. So whatever is concerning you, God will perfect it. There is nothing too too hard for God. I think we talked about the scripture last week. With God, all things are possible. He wants to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. And I had to realize sometimes we can ask for material things. We can ask for jobs. We can ask for cars. We can ask for um, money. But you have to get to a place to where you say, God, if you don't change my soul, if you don't change my mind, my spirit, we have to get deep. We have to get personal with what we're asking from God. 
you have to get to a place to where you say, Lord, if I don't get another paycheck, if I don't get another vehicle, if I don't get that brand new big house, if I don't get it, Lord, just change my soul. Just change my mind. Just change my heart. Creating me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit. Sometimes we have to get to that point to where we realize what's really important. And that's our soul. That's our spirit. That's our heart. And once you start asking God to change those things, you'll see things start to move in your life. You may look at things from a different perspective. And he, when God changes your heart, he can change your desires. The word says the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. He will give you what to desire. Sometimes we desire the wrong things. So we have to get in a place and say, Lord, change my heart. I want my heart posture to be aligned with you. The next thing that I wanted to point out is that God is fighting for you. In Exodus 14 and 14, it says, The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Imagine just sitting back and God fighting every battle for you. It says that you shall hold your peace. You don't have to get in an uproar about it. You don't have to get upset about it. You don't have to be anxious about it. Whatever it is, whether that's a battle in the natural or a battle in the spiritual, it says that the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. I looked up the word fight, and fight means a violent confrontation. And somebody pointed something out to me last weekend on that call. And they said that the Lord, we serve a God who doesn't mind getting violent for us. That word fight means a violent confrontation. The Lord doesn't mind getting violent about his children. So whatever is bothering you, God is fighting for you. He's getting violent for you. He's taking the lid off that thing. He coming in full swinging for his children, okay? Even when you may not see it, you may not feel it, trust and know that God is getting violent for you, okay? He don't play about his kids. (laughs) And that just stuck with me. It did something to me in my spirit. It changed my mindset when I when I realized that I serve a I serve a God who doesn't mind getting violent for me. That's beautiful. The Lord is fighting for you. And then the thing about it is, we know that he has never lost a battle. He's fighting a fight that he has already won. So you know, you can say with confidence, the battle is won. Victory is mine. You can say that with confidence. He has won it all for you. He finished it at the cross. Every battle is won. In John 16 and 33, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. 
Jesus says you're going to have trouble. You're going to go through things. There's going to be things that are not going to go your way. You're going to go through temptation. The enemy is going to try you. But the Lord says, take heart. I have overcome the world. I don't know who it's for, but I just keep hearing the song in my spirit. It won't always be like this. The Lord will perfect that concerning you. That's his word. Sooner or later, it'll turn in your favor. It's turning around for you. Whatever it is, it's turning around for you. The Lord wants to restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Whatever was taken away from you, whether it was your fault or whether the enemy took it from you, the Lord wants to restore it to you. That joy, that peace, that kindness, that love that you had. God wants to restore it to you. You are valuable. You are valuable to him. It won't always be like this. God came that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Walk in abundant life. I decree and declare that you are walking in the abundant life that God came for you to have. Sometimes we live beneath what God said we could have. He came that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. Walk in abundant life. Sooner or later, it'll turn in your favor. He's turning around for you. The last point that I want to make is that God loves you. Every piece of you. He loves you. He created you. He is your father. Sometimes, well, all the time, the word says that we should be like a child in his presence. We are his children. Go back to that childlike faith. Trust that your Father in Heaven is taking care of you. He loves you. First John 4 and 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Sometimes we have to go back and just take a deep breath. And say, God loves me. God cares about me. And that'll help you love others. When you notice that you're able to love others in a different type of way that you weren't able to love them before, that's God working in you. For love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. That's God working in you. I'm trying to find um, another scripture that I really want to read to y'all. It's also in 1 John 4, verses 15 through 16. It says, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. God is love. 
We rely on the on the love that God has for us. If it's fear, if it's anxiety, let God's love push it out. 1 John 4 and 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. That scripture says fear involves torment, anxiety. That involves torment. And that means that you have not been perfected, been made perfect in love. The cure for fear is love. Whatever is tormenting you, the cure for it is God's love. It says perfect love cast out all fear. And we get that perfect love from God. So take time this week to say, God loves me. I am valuable to him. I am set apart. And he knows you. He knows you uniquely, individually. He he doesn't just look at us as, you know, well, I just love all of them. You know, Jesus does love all of us. He does. But there's something uniquely that he loves about you. And sometimes we have to sit down and accept that. And say, God is not tormenting me. That's the enemy. God loves me. God wants me to have peace. God God wants me to have joy. There's something about me. There's something in me that God put in me. And he loves it so much. The very thing that you hate about yourself could be the very reason that God loves you. He just loves you because you're his child. That insecurity you may have. God loves it. God loves it. I had to tell myself, Shamaria, you, the stuff that you don't like about yourself, God loves it. The fact that your skin tone be uneven on the face, that really be taking me out. I'm like, God loves it. Y'all know my hairline is not just like the straight hairline that most people have. I got like the widow's peaks on both sides. And I used to be insecure about that. I used to be like, people going to talk about my hairline because my edges is really close to my eyebrows. I was like, God love it. God love my edges this close to my eyebrows. (laughs) Those things that we hate, God loves it. He looks at you and he sees a masterpiece. He sees his beautiful creation. God loves you. He's fighting for you. He doesn't mind getting violent for you because he loves you that much. He loves you because you're his child. That's it. Not because of anything that you've done, not by any works. But he simply loves you because you're you. So let's walk in that love. Let's bask in that love. Let's walk in faith. And believe that God is restoring us. He's restoring to us peace, joy, love. He's creating in us a clean heart, renewing a right spirit. So I'm just going to take a moment. Let's breathe in. Breathe out. We're going to do it again, and we're going to breathe in. This time when we breathe in, let's breathe in 
the love of God. One, two, three. Let's breathe out. Breathe out that fear. Breathe out that anxiety. Breathe out that insecurity. Breathe out whatever has been holding you in bondage. Breathe it out. I want to pray for you for a moment. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for being God. We thank you for being sovereign. We thank you for not minding getting violent for us. Thank you for fighting for us. Thank you for having your hand on us. Even when we didn't see it. Even in moments where we felt like we were out of the will of God, you still had your hand on us. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for joy. Thank you for love. Thank you for peace. Thank you for restoration and revival. Thank you for restoring the years that the locusts have eaten to us. There's nothing too hard for you. Your word says that with God, all things are possible. Lord, we take, a, we take our authority back. The enemy has no authority in our lives. You gave us authority in the earth. And we take that authority. And we cast out anything that is not like you in the name of Jesus. Any curses that the enemy spoke over us, any curses that we spoke over ourselves, we rebuke them in the name of Jesus. And we speak life and life more abundantly. We speak joy. The joy of the Lord shall be our strength. We speak peace. Whatever is not you, whatever is not like you, God, burn it up. Consume it. Set it ablaze in the name of Jesus. Every insecurity, every moment of anxiety, everything that is plaguing us that is not like you, Lord, burn it up. Set it ablaze. Take it with your consuming fire in the name of Jesus. And we won't return to those things. Whatever tormented us, we won't return to it. Heal the wounds, Jesus, where the, of the places of where we're hurt. Release your love on those wounds. We receive everything that you have for us. You have spoken and you have said, I want to restore you. I want to give you joy. I want to give you peace. I want to give you life more abundantly. And we receive those things. God has spoken and we agree. We're standing in agreement with the will and with the word of God. We are whole. We are free. And we know that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. We rebuke any backlash from the enemy in the name of Jesus. He has no authority over our lives. He has no place here. We send him back to hell. I dismantle every plan of the enemy, every thought of the enemy that he was going to use against us. I, dis- I dismantle it in the name of Jesus. And we receive what you have for us, God. And sometimes we may have to press to get it. 
We may have to press into the presence. But Lord, we know that your strength is made perfect in our weakness. So Lord, give us the strength that we need to continue to press. Give us the faith that we need. Help us in the areas where we don't have belief. Help our unbelief, Jesus. Walk with us. Talk with us. We know that you are here and you're moving. We know that you will perfect everything that is concerning us. We thank you for it now. We glorify you for it. Thank you for the healing. Thank you for the revival. Thank you for the restoration. We call these things so in Jesus' name. Listen, I love you. I am so proud of you. And I cannot wait to talk to you next week.